pray and let's receive. God, do what you will. Lord, all over me, from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, from the innermost to the outermost, Lord, do what you will. Have your way. Lord, we don't want that just to be a cliche of what we say and, and just go on. Lord, we literally mean do what you will. As Jesus prayed, not my will, but thy will be done. So, Lord, we thank you for, for being a great, great God. And, and we, re, we, we repent, not just of, of sins, but we repent for thinking too small and, and believing that you can't do something or just having a climate in our heart that, man, maybe, I don't know, God, I don't know, no, God, we, re, we repent from that. We know that all things are possible to those that believe. So, Lord God, I, I just pray right now for turning away from doubt and unbelief, emotional belief, and just, just releasing from that right now in the name of Jesus. My God is a big God. My God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could even ask or think. So, Lord God, I thank you, Father, for turning my mind around right now in the name of Jesus, turning my emotions around right now that I believe that God is going to do what he said he will do. It is not impossible with my God. Father, we woke up like this. We woke up believing. We've awakened to the voice of God and we've awakened to the sound of the heart of God like never before. This world shall be saved. We will minister the gospel throughout the entire world and not one shall go without hearing about God. Now, Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for the mandate to the body of Christ to not to get in a place where it's, we say things like, I can't reach him, I can't. No, 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 in the name of Jesus, I will speak what God told me to speak and God will do the rest. Some water, some plant, but it is God that caused the increase. Do not miss our moment to plant or water. And so, Father, we thank you. We are encouraged to do so. We are cheered on to do so. That God is leading and directing and guiding us, Lord, to believe like we've never believed before and honor him in his word, for his word, as it is said, that, Lord God, that is the unmistakable spirit divine poured out, spoken by God that I'm going to believe and I will let no man steal it from me. Lord, we lift up Ms. Sobe, our entire household and family. We, we pray healing over them, Lord God. We pray, Father God, that, that all of these the, the things of COVID and symptoms of Omar, of Veronica, the children. So we just pray healing right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for her smell and taste to come back into her body. Everything you've called her body to do, to be alive and to be well in the name of Jesus, as well as the children, as well as Omar, as well as all of them, Lord God. That'll be a household of faith, believing and trusting in you as you move through their entire house to receive healing. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for the good reports as we end service today that comes from Sobe, that, that she's having the, the greatness and the goodness of God minister to her body, Lord God. And God, you're not, you're not slack, Lord God. You are right on point. And we just thank you for the strength of that entire household. We thank you for the power of agreement. We know when we pray, we believe, we receive. 
And Lord God, we thank you where two or three are gathered together in your name. There you are in the midst is touching any and everything. So we believe there's a touching going on. And we thank you according to Daniel 10 and 12. You heard us as we prayed the first time. We believe it is done in Jesus' name. Everybody say, amen. You guys may be shy. Can you give me another one of these? This one was used to dust this. So. <laughs> so, something about that. Uh, will someone tell Jair? Did you tell him where they were? Okay, I'm sorry. Asked him to do something he didn't want. He didn't know. All right, you guys stand to your feet. Get your Bibles out. Stand to your feet. Let's pray over our message today. Repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the Word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me. And I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase, pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power, not let the loss get left. Amen. You guys may be seated. I am completely excited about this morning's message. Just for the simple, just the title fired me up. It took me a minute just to get past because it's about waking up. And I... Listen, I love waking up, all right? Because if you don't wake up, that's jacked up because that means you're dead. So I love to wake up. Now, just based on y'all's body language, there are some of you out there that ain't as inspired about waking up uh, as, as I am. I can tell you that. I, I love it. I mean, it's just like, I don't know if I think I'm going to die in my sleep and what, but I am excited about morning time. But how we wake up is, is, is a big deal, amen? And so if you're one of those who are slow wakers, if, if you are snooze people, and uh, when you know how many minutes that is that you got every time you hit the snooze button, you may be invested in snoozing a little bit more than you probably need to be. But, but that's okay. We're going to get you there, amen? Uh, I love it. I love it. I may, we may be by ourselves, Miss Pamela. That is like people are like, oh, no, not today. You don't even know now. All right. Uh, so I woke up like this. <laughs> this is how I woke up. I woke up just like this. And Pastor Rita says, you are such a morning person. She's, she's been saying that for 28 years. You are such a morning. And I love it. I am such a morning person. Huh, 11.30 p.m., not so much. Um, but God over everything. It's God over everything. How, how do I want to be in the morning? I want to be uh, what God has called me to be. So Isaiah Chapter 50, verse 4 through 5, it says, The Lord God had given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning, he wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God had opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. It is a prayer I pray over, especially over justice, over my kids when I, when I did get a chance to take them to school, and I pray that they wake and learn. You ever pray, pray that you wake up, learn, you wake up better than you lay down, wake up, what did, what did I lay down to? And so I want to wake up, learn, and it also gives us authority that we're going to have a word to speak to those that are tired. To those that are worn out. And, and it's by how we wake up and how we're learning and, and getting up before God. And, and I was like, I was thinking that even in the sense of I pray that over even their school and whatever they've learned, whatever they studied the night before, that they wake up learned. 
And I get it. It is from the voice of God. But that's in all things. Wake up, learn. Wake up knowing about it. I believe this is why the Bible tells couples and it says don't. Don't let, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't lay down mad because then you miss the opportunity to be ministered to. Because if you lay down mad, how are you going to wake up? Or things are unsettled. You're going to wake up unsettled. And whatever God's having to try and speak to you, he's got to get through all of that. And you miss a word to even give to somebody that needed it, that was tired, that was worn out, that was weary. And it says that you'll have a word for someone who's weary in Galatians 6, 9 says, don't grow weary and well-doing for in due season you'll reap if you don't faint. But it'd be even more encouraging but while I'm in the midst of growing weary that somebody speaks a word that I can be excited about again. And I have been up longer than you have. I know it. I love that. I love the fact that we can get up. But I'm excited just to wake up and, and I, I, I want to thank God. I want you to start waking up differently. Start waking up different. Start waking up knowing I've learned that God loves me. If you don't wake up with nothing else, wake up knowing that God is over me. God is my protection. God is my healer. God is my provider. I woke up with that. I wake up like that. And I want to wake up that way. And, and, and Justice and I, we came back early uh, from, <laughs> we came back. I'm just going to say we came. Y'all know where we were yesterday. So when I try to associate a name, an insult just eat, comes up right here. So when we came back early, we were exhausted. And we still need to come here and film. And we both were just like barely like, I mean, like you talk about riding on empty and the gas tank full, but you empty. And we said, let's just go home. We're going to rest for a minute and then come back out and film. Like we were like mentally exhausted. And I remember climbing up here last night, but the minute he made me clap, because that's what we're supposed to do before we start, then it was like, oh, this is go time. It's go because God has put something in us that we've learned. And through this fast, it, it is, it is it's, you know, I know in the middle of the night for me, it's been time that it's been hard for me to sleep because I'm, I'm learning. I'm, God is speaking in those times and I, want, I can't wait to get up. I can't wait to wake up where everybody else wake up. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's tough to be, you know, you can encourage yourself for so long in the dark. And if it ain't time for everybody else to be up, that can be, you know, you can get dangerous in the house. So the greatest time of day for believers is waking up under the influence of God's voice and what we have learned. You wake up under the influence of God's voice. How did you wake up? I was influenced by God. I couldn't wait to get up and, and, and get into the word about what God is sharing. I couldn't wait to tell someone else about what God is sharing. I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get up. I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like we lost the excitement. You remember about, about Christmas time? Remember when you couldn't wait to get up? Now people sleeping in. Depending on how small your kids are, right? Like, get up. It's 5.30 a.m. They ready to wreck shop. And then I would invite you mentally to come do Christmas the way we do it. Mentally. I'm not telling you to come over. I'm saying I'm inviting you because there was an excitement yesterday about these, this opportunity to be together. With like, and I was thinking, I said this to myself, not to anyone else, and he won't repeat it because he'll forget. Um, I, I said this to myself, have they been having this much fun? Like, and I just tuned out. You ever sit in on a great day, but you missed out on a great day because you didn't want to be with the great people that was in the great day because they act loud and crazy in country? 
Okay, stuff just gonna come out anyway. Okay, let me just let me not even try to fix it, right? And I was thinking like, man, what 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 a great time! I was thinking like, how many times have I been in the midst of this and and missed out on this opportunity? How many times have you woke up and and what next? I was so excited about waking up and, and my hands still smell like kale and, and spinach this morning because I want to do the stuff fresh and and I was like, oh my gosh, we got new juice. We bringing juice today, and I went hustle down and no apples was on sale, so I got the good ones. Praise be to God. I was like, man, I woke up like this. I want you to understand that you can wake up, learn. You can wake up knowing that God is good. Right? As we said last time, taste and see that the Lord is good. Too many people are waiting to see that God is good. But God says, why don't you taste first? Because you're never going to be able to know that I'm good if you never step out. It'll be something behind you. Okay, let me get to sentence number two. Our greatest and life-changing voice is based on how we respond to the miracle of making it through the night and accepting the opportunity to live our day with faith in Jesus. So I'm going to accept this opportunity to live in faith. I'm going to accept this opportunity to provide for my family. I'm going to accept this opportunity to bring a word of, of wisdom, a word of knowledge to the body of Christ. I'm going to accept this opportunity that God may give me something to say to somebody, encourage somebody may be watching my life. I'm going to wake up learned. Wake up learned. God, I knew that. I knew I knew that. I'm acting like I knew that. Anybody ever act dumb before? Okay, yeah, because you didn't want to be called on. Thank, yeah, thank you. Like, no, not today. And you're like, oh, did somebody know this? Did you do this? And they're like, no, because you know they're going to want you to expound on it. Nah, not me. So waking up under God is acknowledging the voice of God, uh, giving us words in this, in this season that will change the world. If I read that sentence the way I wrote it. See, you can even been like been excited about something and you just I mean like you typing fast and and it's like that ain't that ain't even this ain't even coherent what I wrote, but what I meant was he's giving me a word that's going to change the world. Like, I'm about salvation. I want to see people go to heaven. I, I don't want to be, I want to see people die and go to hell, but we can't leave out that in the beginning God created the heaven and earth. We can't leave that out. Because people may not be excited. People may be offended. You ever got new clothes and you couldn't wait to wear your new clothes? Remember how excited? This is new clothes. I can't wait to put that on. I finally got something that match. I ain't even got to think about what I got to wear. Know that how heavenly is that? That I got my outfit picked. I think I got my words picked out. I got my sentences. I got my paragraph. I got my encouragement picked out. I already know what I'm wearing. I already know what I'm going to put on. I got it picked out. I already got my joy picked out. I already got my peace picked out. And so we get, begin to walk in that, begin to be excited about what God is doing. So, but, but listen, complaining. <sighs> the minute your eyes open steals joy, which according, which, which steals joy and strength, which according to Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Complaining steals joy. Let him that stole Still no more. And as opposed to waking up and opening your eyes and hearing that alarm go off and send seven more minutes, open your eyes and say, God, uh, what have I learned? And some of you may hear this revelation from heaven that you've heard before. It may be hit the snooze button. Right? Because <laughs> that's some people's revelation. I'll see you in seven minutes. 
I'll see you in seven minutes. Uh, it's nine minutes, right? I'll see you in nine minutes. Right? And God is like, there, I, I need you to want to be up. I need you to want to be up. That's why I don't like coming to church all the time. He say stuff. He say stuff. Okay, so, so, so again, I want you to be up and not just up, up, right? I want you to be up, right? Right? There, there's a way to be upright. As, and, and, and as the church, we must awaken better than the world so that we can speak possibility into the world. So if I wake up like the world, I can't speak possibility to them because I'm thinking that Monday is just as impossible for me as it is for them. But I serve an impossible God. I serve a God that can do anything. So if I'm waking up in Christ, I can wake up in God. And wake up in better mood. Wake up in better mindset. Now, some of you, that may require coffee. Then you get there. Y'all know I'm not just talking about opening your eyes, right? Okay, y'all know that, right? <laughs> that's, that's the early church over there. Let me go, let me go to a, a, a 10 a.m. pastor that like waking up at 11, 12. Give me one of them 1 p.m. pastors. One of them that's waking up at 2.30. <laughs> Right? And, and, but again, the early bird gets the word, y'all. We in church. Come on, mix it up. Get no worm up in here. We brought y'all a worm. Y'all start tripping. Like, uh-uh. You can fry that if you want to. Yeah, ex thank you, Jesus. One a Christian in the church. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can't wait to see you in heaven. So I want to wake up with what we learned, right? I want to wake up with, God, what was you showing me? And I was so excited to wake up that I had spent the whole day because I prayed with, with relatives that, and, and enjoyed it, not knowingly. I mean, I knew I was enjoying it, but I, I, <laughs> I didn't dissect it in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm liking them. Wake up with what we have learned about God's word more than what is wrong in our world. You can't wake up to the news and expect to be happy about the world. Wake up to the word. Wake up to the learned of God. Wake up to the love of God. Wake up to the peace of God. Don't wake up, I can't wait to see what end I'm going to be on watching news. No, get the good news of the gospel. And it's good. I'm not telling you not to be aware of what's going on, but be aware of what's going in. You know, in a time as we're talking about witnessing to people, you got to get this part right, right? We always say, I, I agree to disagree, right? And, and I, again, uh, and so we got to understand about, uh, uh, like, about going along with what people say, you know. So people say, you know, well, you got to go along to get along. No, I'll get along with you, but I ain't going to go along with what you're saying, if you're saying something wrong, I'm just not going to, that's not, and we can get along all day. So I got to put those in order. But if I go along just to get along, that means I'm going to be believing whatever lie that you're talking about just to get along. But no, I'll get along with you. I'm just not going to go along with that. And the minute you start denying that you need Jesus to go to heaven and you start denying that what God has done, I don't know. But can we, can we function in this world? Absolutely. Right? There's apples on that side of the aisle and there's oranges on this side. You pick yours. I'm going to choose that I'm going to serve God. So you understand that just because going along with someone just to get along, that is not accurate. But you can get along and not go along with that. Parents, we do it all the time, right? Hey, we want to get along with our children, but we ain't going to go along with everything you do. Uh, let me say it like this. My mom didn't do that. 
face the hour with God's power and refuse to be circumstance talkers. All right, circumstance talkers talk about the problem more than they talk about the promise. And so I understand that God is a God of power. God is a God of peace. God is a God of, and, and, and it was so crazy because I was, our, our house, what did it smell like to you this morning, John, when you came down? Couldn't tell, right? It was leafy, green. We had, <laughs> you know what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> you know what you're doing. But you could just kale and mint and spinach and celery. Cucumbers just all up in your face. It just smelled like we just cut the grass inside. That's what it smelled like. Right? And to me, that smelled like people getting better, people getting restored. It just smelled like we're putting something in us that's going to help us. As I'm waking up, that, that you go and go out in your day that I've laid down to wake up and learn. We got, we got to quit trying to fight ourselves to sleep and start laying down in peace. So we can arise with what God wants to say. I don't know about you guys. When I've laid down, I'm, I, I, I used to be, could carry anger through four hours of sleep. And I could wake up just as angry as I laid down. Anybody else? Am I the only one? Am I the only sinner in the house? Am I the only one dating 2020? <laughs> so I have to break up with that anger because if I don't break up with that anger and make peace, I'm going to wake up angrier. I'm going to be angry. Be angry. Your kids, like, don't just say, kids say the darndest things. We're looking at some pictures, and Jai, love him, because what he says, the picture he's looking at of me when he's a little boy. Man, you were skinny. (laughs) Who says stuff like that and don't expect to get knocked out? Yeah, I was skinny. It was many, many years ago. But he's like, man, what, you know, you was skinny. I'll see you when you're 40. i see how you hanging on to your little old 20-year-old body. I mean, he just said it just like, man, you was skinny. I, I don't need you reminiscing about what I used to be. I just sometimes I just say, man, you used to be okay and get along with people. Hey, look, there's just some things I'm just not going to go along with. I'm just going to get along with that stuff. I'm here to hear from God. Amen? Well, let's talk about a, a great warrior, Gideon. Judges chapter 7, verse 9 through 14. Y'all know about Gideon and God cut his army down to 10,000 and 300. Right? 300. Now, he's already got less than the other army that he's about to go against. And then God gives him instructions after cutting his army down to 300. Listen, to God is so cool. He makes so much sense. And it came to pass the same night the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hands. Now, again, this, is, this set of verses is King James speech 101. One of the hardest set of circumstances to read. So he said, go down into the host. So he's telling him, get up and go into the enemy's camp, even though you only got 300 people. He says, but if thou fear to go down, go thou with Fura, thy servant, down to the host. And thou shalt. Now he only said, only you can face this first. Right? The leader needs to face things first. And as he faced it with his servant, he said this, thou shalt hear what they say. 
And afterwards shall thine hands be strengthened to go down unto the host. Then when he down with Pharaoh, his servant unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. So basically they're the guards. He says, you will, God says, go down there and you will hear what they're saying. And if some of us would actually hear what the world is afraid of, what the world is struggling with, we will quit saying some of the stuff we're saying about what God can't do. That, that what is say that, I, oh gosh, I can't remember the pastor, but the pastor said, if I had a friend that lied to me as much as my fears did, we wouldn't be friends for very long. If I had that kind of friend. So they go down there, these, these two guards are talking, and the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay alongside in the valley like grasshoppers for multitudes, and their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for, for multitudes. So he knew he could count his, but they had so many against them, they couldn't even be numbered. You ever had so many problems, you can't even number how much stuff is coming against you, but you can count on one hand who your God is, and that's all you need to be able to do. Is I got one. The love the Lord thy God with all my heart, soul, mind, and body. And love, love, love God. God is my one. And they got so many things against me. The world is against the Bible. The world's against all this. But I've got God. I'm going to go into the enemy's camp because I woke up like this. And he goes and he says this. And, it, and when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream and lo, a cake of barley. Isn't that typical? Somebody dreaming about cake. A cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian. Now, I don't know if he was fasting, but I've had dreams of food just or hallucinations once you've gone without eating for so long. But anyway, he's dreaming about this. And came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it that the tent lay alone. So that was his dream. He dreamed a loaf of bread came down and killed everything on that tent. Killed it. Here's what the other guy interpreted. And his fellow answered and said, this is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel, for into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the hosts. That was a dream interpreted that God, Gideon is going to win. He's going to take us. He is going to have victory over us. And even though he's outnumbered, he's not out God. And that was the most powerful thing that you have to do. But, but the crazy part that I want us to make sure we understand that the life of Gideon's relationship with God gives, us, gives hope that numbers are not the end game for God. No matter how many years you've been struggling, it's not God's end game that whether he can deliver you or not. That doesn't, that doesn't make, make, make anything to God. And it says that God's will being done in our life, it's not the end game. But in the dream, God gives Gideon directions that completely go against the strategy. I know you got less, but go down into the enemy's camp. Isn't that crazy? I know you can't win based on the numbers, but go down and hear what they're saying about this one loaf that's going to come down. About this one bread, right? I almost jumped into it that when Jesus said, I am the bread and you'll never hunger again if you eat of me. Right? I am that one loaf. If we can get this in there, every enemy you've ever had, everything you've ever been chewing on, everything you've ever eaten from, never again because I'll meet all of those needs by me. I will be that bread. I, give us this day our daily bread. 
right? Right. I'm, I'm sending you down here, but you got to get from your safe place if you're ever going to get to God's place. You can't sit up safe and expect to arrive there. Going into the enemy's camp was an unsafe move on the outside. But by faith, it was what God called him to do. He never would have heard what they were afraid of if he'd have stayed in a safe place. And I want to say that to us as well. We'll never hear what God has called us to do, sitting and planted safe. Right? As we read in the all-in book when we were studying together, God did not come here and send Jesus here to die for us to arrive at death safely. He called us to be dangerous. He called us to be out there. And I mean dangerous in the sense of that we have a voice and we have a, a, a moment of, of where we're talking to people about the goodness of God. So it's, a, it's not a leader's strategy. It may go well against some people are leaders by title only. And never take the lead in, in the sense of I'm going to do whatever it takes to get you there. So where a leader would help us get there, not worry about how we got there. I pray to be such a man. He gives him that direction, completely going against the strategy, maybe completely against your style, maybe completely against what you do. But the only way you're going to hear what you need to hear is you're going to have to go against what you've always done. You cannot keep playing it safe and hear the structure of God's advantage in our lives. It's, 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 so, it's so powerful. It's so good. It's, it, it is so well, like, there's times, and I guess, like, I wish everyone had to do public speaking. I wish that, that you can experience the fright of standing before a bunch of people and just having to speak for just five minutes. And realizing if you don't have anything in you, you're going to run off stage or start making up stuff. And, and making up stuff is okay, too. Right? But there's something about having something in you that, you know, I, like I woke up, I, I need to share this with you. And that doesn't mean the fear goes away. That doesn't mean that when I walked up here because I've done it before, that doesn't mean there isn't a, an, and let me say an excitement because some people get all like, don't say you were afraid. Let me tell you, there's some excitement. There's some butterflies. There's something, there's a reason I don't eat before I get up here because I don't want you to fellowship with what I just ate right there, there's a demand there's a there's something about waking up and only wanting to have in you what God has put in you and there's nothing wrong with breakfast there's nothing wrong I'm pretty sure there are preachers that eat all over I'm just not one of them because I want to only give out what God has put in I want to only give out what God has awakened me with and there's a purpose, there's a way to wake up with God. And so, so again, Gideon was sent by God into the enemy's camp, and there are some things you will never get to by playing it safe. There are some, there are some moments when I, I, I got this argument with Pastor Rita One. I'm bringing in the closing argument, the case. She's guilty. I've got all the witnesses. We're going to send her away. And she's never going to be able to bring this subject up ever. I got her, Milton. She's on the hook. They got the cuffs out. And God says, as I've released you, release her. Y'all heard Miss Pamela go, yes, yes. I've told God, no. Because <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to get another shot. You understand? I ain't, we ain't been in the winning spot for too many times. Right? We, we usually on that other end where, take me. And he goes, release. 
And I was, uh, yesterday, as, as even as excited as I was praying about going to Christmas, it didn't start out that way. I ask, why are we carrying so many gifts to a Christmas event where everybody is supposed to be giving gifts? Like only, you know, you give from each person. Why are we taking so many? I, I had it silently. Usually that argument's out loud. Like why both calls gotta be filled? Huh? If we swapping gifts. Why are we taking so much? Right? And just, God goes, you know your wife, don't you? Don't, have you ever woke up learned about her? You want to say you learned about me, but you ain't learned about the spouse that I gave you, that I made y'all one? You know she's taking a bunch. Why are you still talking? You know, God almost went rapper. Homeboy, you talk too much. And it was like, it was, it was a celebration, but I, I mean, I, again, I was like, man, why we, why we, we can't never ride together. For one, I want to leave earlier, but, but, but that's beside the point. But he was like, you understand that you woke up, learned, you woke up as a giver, you woke up as a blesser, you be a blessing, you know? And, and again, be honest, there are times you want to curse, not cuss. There is a difference. God has said, no, that's not what I called you. That's not what I've awakened you to be in this world. I've awakened you to be a light. So Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, I, I got to go. I got to keep rolling. And, and this is where Jesus has been baptized. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. I think if you go back over this month's sermons alone, we probably said this particular verse several times. This and, and probably Christmas time. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, so we can do 21 days. Everybody say 21 days. And then say it could be 40. Mm, see how quiet that second time went? See how quiet that? People are like, I ain't even want to invest in that kind of talk. Don't you say it again. You don't know what kind of relationship me and Kate got. When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards unhungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Right? The key thing is every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's, that's our key. It's, it's, if I'm going to live, it's got to be by the word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Did God say that? And Jesus wasn't about to do what Adam and Eve did and start questioning God. If it proceeded out of God's mouth, I'm going to honor God and, and go by because he is the truth. I'm going to follow Christ. And, 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 and allowing questioning of God's character to take place, because once you question his character, you'll, you'll start to question his quality. See, and if he don't qualify as God in your life, then that means there's no God to serve. All right, right? So I want to go questioning God's quality will bring anxiety and fear. Why am I anxious? Because you don't think God qualifies to handle your problem. And if God can't fix it, we in trouble. Right? right? Yeah, that's something to be anxious and anxiety about. But, but God, your quality is good. You're there. So I don't ever want to question your quality. And that's why we pray, God, I repent if I've been thinking too small. Dreaming too little. Taking naps instead of resting in your presence. 
And I'm not angry with y'all. I'm trying to keep from sneezing when I do that. Blessings are, are the produce, and of course you know I'm in the vegetables, uh, of living out our purpose and not the purpose for living for God. We don't live for God to, be a bless, to get blessings. We live for God to be a blessing, right? Right? Genesis 12, 2, I am blessed to be a blessing. I'm not living to get stuff. I'm living to be stuff for others. Not living to get, living to be. That's a t-shirt. All right? Now, listen to this. Now, I want us all to hear. So, if you've taken notes, I'm going to take a sip of water. So, I want you to hear this next one. We can't afford to have stuff in our head about us that God doesn't have in his head about us. That's the mic dropping because these are too expensive. So we're going to get a plastic mic up here to do that. We cannot afford to have stuff in our head about us that God doesn't have in his head about us. Right? Some of us feel guilty and we feel ashamed. And God is like, that's not what I think about you. Jeremiah 29, 11, I told you I think good stuff about you. Why do you think like that about you? That ain't what I think about you. Let's wake up together. Sometimes we put the mercy and grace of God on a diet and, and we put him on a soup. We put it in timeout. Oh, grace, you're too up. Righteousness, you're way too stirred up about my life. Go sit in timeout. But I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I want to think about me like the way God thinks about me. And I know we cannot, and I, see, and I just might, my belief is like we cannot just start taking in stuff into our belief and our salvation and, and, and start putting in things that are ungodly because eventually it's going to start to come in. We even got some folks that are starting to, as, as believers and, and, and singers and, and that, are, that are Christian, that are now starting to accept behaviors like abortion and start to accept things like that. And that's not because they've accepted one part of life and said, well, it's all just, just music. And now you're starting to accept that idea. Never been able to get down with that. He's a crazy pastor. Ask my family how I start tripping if we're somewhere and somebody break out some alcoholic beverages. Buried 15 relatives. That's, I hate it. Now, I'm not, that's, I'm not trying to judge you. That's, I'm the one stood over those caskets. Not you, but I stood over those. So it's like, man, I cannot wrap my head around. I'll just I'll politely dismiss myself. Relatives I've seen in a long time. Once they break out, they jick is what I call it. I break out in my keys and I get in my car. Because we know where we stand on that. That's one of those, I ain't going along to get along with you. I get along with you, so I'm going to go on about my business and go see my parents anyway. I like hanging out with them anyway. But there's, there's those times where we're going to have to make a stand, where we're going to do all that we've done all to stand. Stand. We're going to have to be able to see that. I, I, I believe that God is waking us up to be, have understanding of God's word. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16 through 18. Are any of you guys in here that, that ride in your car that turn off everything? There's no Irene. There's some of y'all do. Okay. I, and I can't do that. Praise God for you. I, I, I loved your skill. Pastor Rita can do that. So if Pastor Rita and I are driving somewhere, you can rest assured I'm in that passenger seat struggling. Because she can leave it off the whole trip. No nothing. No. Just ride. 
I'm starting to, I, we got to talk or something. We can't just sit in the car and ride. Do you do this alone? Yeah. She just ride. Then I start talking. I can't do it. So now I take my own little earphones so we can ride together, just in case she say something. Tap me on the shoulder. She's different. She's different. Praise God for that. And Simon Peter, actually, Jesus, let me give you some little front part of this. And by the way, if you read the Bible, there's a pretext, there's a context, and there's a post-text. And you're not going to get the context till you read what's around it. Amen. To get understanding. You can't just take pieces out. Right? You can't just take the part out. <laughs> you'll be messed up. And the one they always use, right? I can't even remember the dude's name. Who was the one that, that uh, this is crazy. The, the betrayed Jesus. Judas. I always said Judah. Like, that didn't make sense. Judas. How did I not forget it? But Judas went out and hanged himself. There's a verse that says that. There's also a verse that says, go ye therefore and do likewise. If you put them two together, you got a whole different ministry going on. Right? But you got to put him in his perspective and that in that perspective and then let God bring you understanding. So what, we're, what we want to do, I want you not to just be at church. I want you to know why you're here. Know what's the point of it. Okay, let me finish reading. So anyway, Jesus said, who do people say that I am? And he wouldn't have an emotional problem. He's just asking them this. And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, most people think that, G that, that that the church was built on Peter. No, the church was built on Peter's faith in that Jesus is the son of the living God. That's what the church is built on, right? You've heard the story about the house built on the sand and house built on the rock, right? The storm hit both houses. Sometimes we melt down because we got a storm coming. It didn't say the storm wouldn't come. It just said you'll be able to stand through it, right? And it's okay to stand through it. That's just as much of faith as anything is standing through it. And revelations comes, understanding of the word. When you hear me say the word revelation, I'm not telling you to read the book of Revelation. But the Bible has been revealed to those who have a place to put it. Right? You got to have a solid rock to put that place. And, and I don't understand the Bible, but you have no place to put it. So have a place to put it. So when it's been revealed, and, and as we awaken every morning, let's make sure we are providing a place for God to bring his revealed word into our life. God, what do you need to reveal to me about my job? What do you need to reveal to me about my family? What do you need to reveal about me? Have a place. Where does God put that? Where's a place? There, where, I, I need to have a spot. I need to have a place for God to put it. So, so again, God's word is revealed. The revelation of God's word is attracted to people that have a place to put it. Now, I know this is a tough question, and, and I don't want you to participate because you won't do it right anyway. But if you've ever bought something and it was already something in its place, like you bought double of something you already had just because it was on sale. No, don't, don't respond because nobody's going to be honest. And I don't, I don't want you to get, we're at the end of the sermon. I don't want you to start lying. But sometimes we get things we don't need. Just extra. I, I do this with, okay. I, okay, since y'all don't do, I do this. If I see jackets on sale because it's 108 degrees, if I see a jacket that was $95 on sale for nine, 
I get it. Okay, how about that? Right? Y'all act like I asked you to sin. Y'all act like I told you, do you stick up people because you got money in your pocket? But I will go and buy them, and then when I realize I haven't worn it, I try to give it away. Right? Because there's nowhere else to put it. And since there's nowhere else to put it, I never put it on me, which is what it's designed to do. But it's no place to give it. Right? And I'm asking you when we pray that you're going to be giving yourself over to God so there'll be a place to put it. I understand. I don't understand my kid. God ain't giving, you ain't giving God a place to help you. Let's understand. I don't understand my parent. Ask God to give you a place to put it. Amen? All right, you guys bow your heads. Let's pray. Father, we just pray and thank you for this morning. Thank you for our, we've awakened, Lord God. This is how we woke up, to hear from you, to know you in, in, in a better way, Father. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, as, as we've awakened, learned, and prepared, Lord, for anything that we have let slip by and get by. Lord, we just repent of that and thank you for opening up our ears, opening up our hearts, opening up our eyes, Lord God. And Father God, most of all, Lord God, open up ourselves. Lord, hey, you have a place to put it. I open up my mind right now, open up my heart that, Lord, you have a place to put it. That, Father God, I'm going to wake up learned. I'm going to wake up prepared. I'm going to wake up ready to know that my God has spoken to me. Father God, I'm no longer planted safe. Wherever you've called me to walk down into to get my clear understanding of how you've already given me victory, how you already won this battle for me, Lord God, I'm ready to be obedient to you. And I lift up the name of Jesus, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. I thank you for our witness, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for doing this fast, Lord God, that this kind, this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. And Lord God, I thank you for the understanding of the method of God, that your word is true and every man is a liar. I thank you for the healing that's going forth to be able to bring forth. As we enter into this last week together, unified as a church body, we believe that we're going to arrive at the finish line of what you've called us to do and understand. And we believe you will get all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, everybody say, amen, amen. Well, man, we love you guys. I hope, I hope, Justice and, and, and Jaira, will you go check back there and see if they've prepared the drinks, uh, huh? You know, you, you're saying, no, you won't do it. Okay. Where's the miracle? Go find somebody. Your mom would have been on it. You don't know. You ain't going to just say you don't know. Who's your parents? Go find your parents. Where are your parents? <laughs> and so, uh, so hopefully we can get that ready. We've just got some small cups. There's a bunch of different little juices. We want you just to try to right under the, the Daniel fast. And one of them is about iron and rich and, and just all that good stuff. So hopefully the tray is ready that, that he don't know like I don't know. But hopefully pass the to God. But if you hang around with us, we can actually get you some of that. And if you got to go, we understand that too, all right? But we love you guys and you're dismissed.